And I, I found that it was within the habits and within my, my day-to-day life, the monotony that I had to break free of, but it's also in those, that monotony and those little things that, that can harness the biggest changes. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Genius in You podcast, where we find ordinary moms doing extraordinary things in business and in life. And today we have Jenna Smith, mom of two, maybe four, if you count her fur babies. She's a habit fanatic, empath, and homebody who's usually rocking the sweatpants life. Who doesn't love that? (laughs) And the founder of the Naturally Empowered Living and creator of the Balanced Mom Method and host of the Balanced Mom podcast? Yes, ma'am. Perfect. Awesome. So welcome, welcome, Jenna. So excited to have you on. Thank you so much. I am just so grateful that we connected and you reached out to me and that we're here today. Yay. All right. So why don't we get started with you just kind of sharing about like who you help and how you help? Yeah, of course. So I I actually worked in healthcare straight out of college and I knew that that wasn't like the end all be all. If I was going to be a stay at home mom, if I was going to be part time working, because I knew that mom, I wanted to be mom first, always like that is what we want to do. Right. Um, but when I had my first, I, life changed, like my perspectives changed, things just were so different, not so much just within like our world, but within me. And I law I was losing who I was, like who I was mm. prior to mom and that whole identity piece. And I was so blindsided by that fourth trimester and that, that fourth trimester and that little boy, they both, they, they inspired me into doing something for other moms that like I was so blindsided, so stuck, so lost physically, mentally, emotionally. I struggled a lot as a new mom, just juggling that new identity in our already busy lives. We were renovating a home. We moved to a brand new city. Like we were just, there was so much going on within our busy lives, right? Everyone is so busy all the time, but there was just so much going on. And I just wanted to bring that light to other moms' lives who might be struggling in silence to those same things that I had, I figured out, you know, how to overcome. And I just started putting, you know, that one foot in front of the other, figuring out what it was I wanted to feel, what, how I was feeling right now. And I I found that it was within the habits and within my, my day-to-day life, the monotony that I had to break free of, but it's also in those, that monotony and those little things that, that can harness the biggest changes. Oh, I love that. So can you talk a little bit more about what kind of struggles were you having? Like you mentioned the fourth trimester, like, can you just make it a little bit more relatable for moms who are kind of maybe feeling exactly what you were feeling, but maybe don't know how, don't have the language to kind of share that? Yeah, of course. So becoming that new mom, first time, no, this is my first. So the, the struggles of not knowing, like, am I doing, what am I doing? (laughs) Right. And that was, I feel like kind of what started it is in the sense of, am I doing it right? My baby was not sleeping. I didn't know. So that sleep deprivation piece. And Mm -hmm. I was struggling with anxiety. I probably had a little bit of undiagnosed um, postpartum depression, just those post baby blues that you go through with the hormonal swings. And once I started, like, you know, once my baby grew up a little bit and I kind of, you know, got into the swing of of momming and that fourth trimester was kind of fading, the things that still that I was struggling with were, my identity. And I, I loved being his mom. You know, I loved being a mom, but there was the, the dishes, the chores, the everything that, you know, we, we give ourselves to all the time. The thing that I really struggled with most was where's Jenna. 
Like, where's my time? Where, where can I still be me? Because I know she's in there somewhere, you know? Um, and I was working from home at the time. I, I was in network marketing in the past and that's kind of what led me to be able to be a stay at home mom. And I, once I started to figure out, like it's within my habits, it's within me starting within me to make those changes. I kind of stepped away from network marketing and I wanted to start my own thing. Like I wanted, I started to blog and um, I started blogging just about those struggles that I was having. And that evolved into a community and now a podcast and a course and coaching and, and things like that over the past four years. Yeah, that is what you're saying is so common to so many moms, you know, and you just sharing your story and the struggles of kind of giving up your identity in a way. Of course, you love being a parent. You know, I think a lot of a lot of moms who are entrepreneurs kind of struggle with this. And then a lot of times what I found is that's kind of the catalyst that makes them go, you know what? I still need to like have my own identity. And I know mm-hmm. that I have things that I need to share with others. And even making your sharing your story so it can relate to other people. So other people can be like, wow, she's speaking my language. I'm feeling the same thing. Like, what am I supposed to do about that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to kind of share your journey and your story because it can really help someone else. So Mm -hmm. you started this, you kind of struggled and you were like, okay, well, let me create a community. I'm sure that wasn't the first thing that kind of popped in your mind. Like, oh, I need to create a community, right? Right. So how did you kind of get started? Yeah. So I started a blog, like I said, and just within those mom cracks and nap time transformed into my work time. Mm. And that's like, it's still ingrained in me now that I, you know, have more than than one child, like nap time equals work time. And so I started blogging and it just wasn't like from a business standpoint, it just didn't seem as natural to me. Um, So that blog, I, that's when I started more so looking into, okay, I need to start coaching. Like I need to share, you know, be able to get my, myself out there. I'm trying to think of like, what, what's the order that I did things in Right, uh, right. But that blog evolved into, I wanted to be able to help moms more in a one-to-one or group like setting. And, um, so I created a course and that outline of how, how did I do it? You know, how, how did I go through this journey of taking back control and is, kind of rah-rah and just not as tangible as it might sound. Like I started within mm-hmm. and that's where I feel like that mindset piece, that inward journey is where a lot of people, we almost like keep it shoved under the rug because mm-hmm. we're struggling outward. We're struggling with the chores. We're struggling with our time management. We're struggling with our health, but we're not getting to that root of starting within and really connecting with ourselves. So once I started to pay attention to like how I felt and what my triggers were, And what that was surrounding, I was able to create these other resources to be able to help moms. I still, yes, have a blog, you know, and I still have these, these things, but I strengthened within before I moved outward. And then I was able to kind of replicate that in a sense of, I created like a a four-step method, my IASI approach in the, in the fact of nothing is cookie cutter in life, right. right? Nothing is cookie cutter. I'm different from you. And just motherhood in general, like there's so much relatability. There's so much like, you know, solidarity there, but right. we all struggle in different ways. So creating that approach of, okay, we're going to start within first and then we're going to move outward. I, I'm able to really um, help those moms in the sense of taking the reins on their life and having, you know, them do that, that hard work, that life work of that foundational inner work first. And it's just, it's been revelational. 
That's awesome. So when, when a mom comes to you, like, where are they at mentally? Like typically the moms that you work with, like what happened, what's going on with them? They are struggling with balance. I feel like I, I hear balance a lot where they're struggling with balancing at all. They're struggling with um, just their, their mindset behind, you know, what kind of what I've shared with, they love their, their children. They love being a mom so much, but where, where do I come in? You know, I'm overwhelmed. I'm anxious. I'm stressed. I, I don't feel like I have enough hours in the day. I, um, I need to bring social media in here because I feel like that is, it's a wonderful place to connect, but it's also, it, it, it has its deep, dark, you know, secrets in secrets, there too. Yes, for sure. That comparison, that ju- the judgments, the, the resentments that we could build. And that's kind of where our conversations start with. What are those hard feelings that you're going through? You know, the anxiety, the stress, the overwhelm, the comparisons, the jealousies, and that's the, the unbalance. Is that the word? You know, the, the balance that they're lacking within their life. Um, I feel like those are kind of the main, the, the loss of identity within their lives. So, so that sounds fantastic. I mean, I feel like that's something that a lot of moms need to kind of, you know, especially like newer moms when, you know, you just get slammed with all the things, like you said, mm-hmm. it's kind of very unexpected. No one prepares you for, mm-hmm. oh, now you're going to lose your identity and not really know right. who you are and, you know, right. everything service to your children and you kind of don't get that. So I think that's fantastic. So what do you think, do you attribute like your strength or your knowledge to be able to kind of do this? Like you went one minute, you were kind of struggling and drowning and not sure how and what and where and all of the things. And then you were like, you know what, I'm going to help other moms. Like, what was that part in between there that well, like really helped you? Um, taking the responsibility to take control of my life. I feel like a lot of times we, we get stuck in that victim mentality and mm. I still trust me. Like I still, we just, we're getting over being sick. Like you have that extra sick fog, you know, like your mindset really go, you know, goes through these ebbs and flows, but taking that responsibility of I'm in control here. You know, I, I really do. I can't control the things outside. I can't control the schedule. I can't control, you know, the pivots that we constantly have to make, but I can control my perspective and where I, where I come in, in how I respond to those things. And it was within that responsibility of taking control that, okay, taking control of what it was staying connected to me and also my habits. Mm. It's that inner piece. And then that outer piece of your habits. And that truly is that it transformed everything. And sometimes it gets, it gets difficult sometimes to communicate that. Cause I said, you know, again, that it's not very tangible, you know, start within what, what does that mean? Right. So that's really something with, that's where we work a lot of times is you have to start there. And I feel like a lot of times when moms come to me or when I'm having conversations, it's always those outward struggles. It's the outward feelings. It's the, you know, I'm struggling with, like I you know said earlier with the anxiety, the overwhelm, but why, why do you feel that anxiety? Why do you feel that overwhelm? So it's almost like taking that step back and getting to the root of where those struggles, where those feelings are arising. And then is when we could take action and moving outward. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when you're a coach, it's almost like, um, not that you're a doctor in the medical sense, but it's almost like you are in a way you're, you know, you're Mm a, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this word. If it's even a word, I might be making it up a diagnostician. (laughs) You know what I mean? I make up words all the time. And that's so true. Yes. (laughs) I feel that. that. I feel you. (laughs) So we'll see. Somebody can write in on the podcast and say that. Whatever. Is that a word? word? (laughs) But I feel like that's what we do a lot of times, you know, because like you said, 
everyone is different. Everyone has their own kind of journey, their own mm -hmm. self-talk and all the things that kind of go on their mind. And so when, you know, the benefit of being in a coaching program or being connected with a mentor or something, it was really that someone that can look um, at your situation from the outside and mm -hmm. share with maybe share some wisdom with you. Some I've been there, done that kind of, here's what you do to get out of it sort of thing. And that, you know, diagnostician is yeah. really beneficial to, you know, to people, right? Like, I don't know how to spell it, but like, <laughs> it's really beneficial, right? <laughs> it's so super important. And so when you have, one of the things you mentioned, which I love was you talked about habits and making sure that you are, like you said, you know, nap time equals work time. Talk to me about like some of the habits that you've been able to kind of instill or maybe help some of your clients kind of, you know, start doing to be able to kind of take back their life in a way. Exactly. So I'm going to start here because this being the start of the day, but I'm laughing because I have a 13 month old daughter who recently just started sleeping longer stretches. Like we were up every hour mm. for the first 12 months of her life. And that is no exaggeration. So I'm starting with the morning mindset habit and I'm laughing because we go through seasons, right? We go through ebbs and flows. So I personally was not doing that, that morning mindset, that morning routine for a long, long time. And I'm slowly getting back into it now. And that is the beauty too, of like getting in the habit of grace, giving yourself mm -hmm. grace too. Um, but that morning mindset piece, starting your day with intention versus being woken up by your kids, putting out fires, already feeling behind and rushed, even if it's 20 minutes, right? right. You, you can start somewhere and having that, that just the solitude, the quiet, whatever it is. And that's kind of where it's, we're different in, in all those aspects. If it's just drinking coffee, if it's journaling, if it's gratitude and I go through all of this, if it's prayer meditation, I am, my routine is about, you know, 30, 45 minutes and it includes all those. So it's, it really is getting your play or getting your mindset in, in the right place to start the day, but also not starting your day, putting out those fires, already feeling behind your kids coming at you, you know, 6am ready to like go and party. And you're like, Oh my yeah. gosh, I haven't even had, you know, my coffee yet or whatever that is. So that morning piece, even if it's 10, 20 minutes, that morning mindset routine, and then in more so within your health, let's say is just movement. It doesn't have to be some vigorous, you know, routine, but just movement every day. If it's getting outside with your kids, if it's going on a walk, if it is exercise, incorporate them. I will not work out when they're sleeping because that's when I'm working. Right. So I've always exercised with my kids and it's fun. You know, you, you create that dynamic also with them that they get to play, they get to do different types of, you know, movements than they're normally like playing with toys and stuff. Um, but it's building, you know, they're seeing you leading by example and taking care of you that sometimes it's, it's easy to put ourselves, of course, on that back burner, but it's good for them to see us putting us first and intentionally taking care of ourselves also. Um, so morning mindset, the, the, um, exercise, the movement every day. And the other big piece is taking that time at least every week to plan out your schedule. <laughs> And these are, there's a lot more like umbrella in, into these habits, but I would say that mindset piece, that health piece and that time management piece of taking that time to kind of get in control of your schedule. And I have, we go through, I call it like your week reflection and prep. So every week I prefer it, or I recommend it to be on a weekend. I always do it Sundays, but if you know, time things happen. So I like to do it on Sundays, 
but you reflect over the past week, you know, what went well, what didn't go well. Um, you, you know, connect to you first and then you plan for the week ahead. What appointments do you have? What, what is your movement goal? What time are you getting up in the morning? What time are you going to bed? Just being intentional with, with your days and not saying it has to be perfect, right? Nothing is perfect. So, you know, again, giving your, yourself that grace there, but having that, that intention, that plan within your head, I truly feel that it's easier to walk that out. It's easier to then show up for it because I went through it. And again, it it only needs to take 10 minutes to go through that. Um, And then if you, you know, have a spouse or, you know, someone that really, um, you know, that you're really close with, whatever that might be, connect with them too. you know, have that five, 10 minute conversation with them, that communication piece, just so you're on the same page. Now, do you build in, like, do you recommend that people build in time to connect with other people, like in a social sense? Because one of the things I found, even in entrepreneurship, especially in entrepreneurship, is so beneficial being in the room with other people that are kind of on the same journey that you're on. Like, do you find that? I know that you have your community of moms. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I started um, the community after I started the podcast because I I felt that social media, again, it's it's wonderful. It's a great place to connect. But I personally, I'm very triggered by social media. I, I feel like if I have notifications, I have to check it now. And that takes away from the presence of my children. And then I forget what the notification was. And it's just that, you know, it, yeah. it puts me in a very poor headspace if I'm not intentional right. with using social media. So social media for me has always been tricky. Um, So when I started my podcast, because I wanted something that was going to be here long term, you know, again, from a business standpoint to bring that in when, you know, you post something on social media, if you're not, you know, within that algorithm, like it's not getting seen and things like that. So to be able for me to reach more moms, that's why I started my podcast. And then after that podcast, you broke up. I needed a safe space. Not, you broke up a little bit. Oh, so I'm sorry. Say that um, part after, again. Yeah. So when I started my podcast, I wanted a safe space for moms. I wanted a space, you know, versus them just emailing me. And I, I love that, right? To have that one-on-one connection with my listeners and moms like coming to me, confining in me. But I wanted to build that community piece. I wanted to build something to build a sisterhood of moms, you know, that it's not just me, right? Um mm-hmm. And I, I am utilizing social media for that, but I created a, a group on, on Facebook it is, and it's just this empowerment group to where I, you know, share our podcast episodes, but then like every week we're setting an intention on Monday, we're sharing our wins on Friday. We it's open communication. Anyone could post in there if they have questions or if they're struggling with something. And once I, I'm going to actually start up group coaching again in the fall, once my oldest starts 4k which mm-hmm. don't even, I can't even go on that yeah. tangent. Um, but I know. I'm going to start group coaching up again and I'm, we're going to do like live Q and A's in there. So it's just like, it's this, just an empowerment community. It's a safe space because that is, you know, if you are a stay at home parent or a stay at home mom, and you might be struggling with that, that just connection piece of like finding mom friends. And if you are, I suggest to go on Facebook and find like a local mom meetup or like, there's groups within, I live in a very small community and I'm a part of mom groups on Facebook within close, um, relative towns. So mm. like, it, it's just to be able to have that community piece too, that that's more local. 
Um, That's a great tip, actually, because mm -hmm. in general, when we think of social media, we think of like, you know, great big social media, like everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that's really a, a great tip because that's something I, I never even thought of looking for groups that are local to your area, like a mom group that's local to your area to connect with those people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did when we moved to a new town. I am very much an introvert. So if I tell my friends all the time, you have to pull me out of the house because I right. will stay home. <laughs> right, so right. that community piece, it even though I sometimes don't feel that I, that I need it, you know, quote unquote, because I am an introvert, I'm fueled. Like I'm filled up. It fills my cup to get with other moms, friends, family. Um, so to have that community piece of finding those local groups, I know there's other apps. I think there's an app called meetup, but I just utilize mm -hmm. Facebook. I'll, you know, type right. in a, a local town and mom, you know, and see if there's groups there. And if you live in a big city. I think city. that's so important. Just, mm -hmm. just being intentional about that because I myself am very much an introvert as well. So I would be the same. I am totally okay with being in my house all the time. I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I don't need to go out and be social, but after goodness, all these years of homeschooling, 13 years of homeschooling, crazy. I recognize <laughs> right? or that I'm just crazy, but you know, I recognize the importance of being in, in community with other people, you know, it really is. And I never used to think that way when I was much, much younger. Like I was like, why, why do I need people? What, why I have a book I'm good, but realistically, you know, just like you said, being in the vicinity of other people, other moms doing the same sorts of things that you're doing, it really does fill you up and fuel you to kind of go forward. Even if you are an introvert, my introverts out there that are listening to my voice, <laughs> yep. you really right do there. still need to be connected with people to help kind of fuel you, inspire you, encourage you. You, mm -hmm. all of those things. It really is super important. So I love that idea of looking on Facebook groups because a lot of times, you know, people are, we're kind of already on social media. So I know you mentioned meetup and I'm sure there's others. I know there's like a mom's anyway, I forget, but mm -hmm. you know, sometimes kind of going through another thing, another hurdle to find them is just enough for you to be like, never mind. Exactly. but we're already on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. So how easy is that to just kind of look for a group in your local town, in your area close enough to, even if you only meet like once a month or something like mm -hmm. that, and you go out to, you know, kind of connect with other moms and some great friendships can be made from even exactly. like that. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me about your family. I know you have a, a little one that you mentioned. How many kids do you have? I have two. So and what are their ages? So Jace is my oldest. He turned four in January and then Jalen just turned one in January. Oh, so right. we didn't plan that, but I actually like having their birthdays six days apart. Um, yeah. it was pretty, pretty crazy when I was due with her. It was actually like their due, her, her due date was just two days after my son's no four days, excuse me. They changed my due date four days after my son's birthday. But, um, yeah, wow. it's, I love having them, their birthdays so close within the, the year. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. I, I, when I was growing up, I had, um, my twin cousins, their birthday, my birthday's in December and their birthday was like a week. So well, a week before, so a week after actually. So we'd always mm -hmm. have our, our big birthday parties with all the family would get together. Cause it was all of us. And like this, yep. this one, you know, month of, I think there was like four of us that had birthdays, like all in yeah. that same month of December and being December, so yeah, holiday. Kind of, yeah, exactly. So I think that's kind of cool. So Anyway, so last question, and I always kind of, I don't always ask this, but I think it's always important to kind of find mm -hmm. out how supportive was your family, your husband or, you know, family, friends, whatever, when you started your business? Very much so. 
Very much so. My husband, bless his heart. He, because my journey, you know, goes back to when I was working in healthcare, I wasn't a mom yet. And I'm like, I, 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 I want to do something working from home. I want right. to be an entrepreneur. I, I, I just have this in my gut. Like I, this is where I'm led to be. And I was not even a mom yet. And that's when I dabbled into network marketing and, um, you know, I was able to bring myself home and he was always 100% supportive. And even now I feel like everything that we go through, you know, the ebbs and flows within your marriage, within your relationship, having children probably was the hardest one. Um, just because Mm. of I was home, he was working outside the home when he comes home, I was like done. He was right. done. You know, I had the, the mental overload, the overstimulation. He was physical. He owns a, con- a construction business. So he had the physical exertion. And right. now we joke about it because we really had to get that communication back, you know, in sync. Um, right. But now when he's like, oh my gosh, like I, I feel like I, you know, have a mental like overload. And I was like, story of my life. You know? so, I get it. Right. Yeah. So we're able to really kind of, you know, duel that out too, but he has always been very, very supportive, um, in those ebbs and flows. I don't know which ones, you know, the, the lows in the, the lows of, you know, when I say like the failures that I've gone through and, you know, the things that you go through within your right. marriage and the business. And, um, we've always the communication. I, if, you know, <laughs> Not that I'm a marriage counselor or anything, but keeping that communication piece, that honesty piece, not only with yourself, but with your loved ones, it, it will help, even though it's might be hard conversations. Sometimes it, it always helps to have that open ends of communication. Yeah. That, that really is a game changer, honestly. And, you know, especially as a parent, there's so as a stay at home parent, I can totally relate to what you're saying because at the end of the day, when my kids were little, I was like, okay, your turn. I'm done. Take them. And he's like, wait, I've been at work all day. The last thing I want to do is this now. Like, how do you navigate that? And really is just an exercise in communication and being able to, you know, talk like, this is how I'm feeling. This is how you're feeling. Where do we go from here? What are we going to do? What's like, what's a good solution to this? Right? Like no one's going to be necessarily really thrilled with the outcome, but we need to work together to make it happen. Right? Right. Right. Exactly. So So funny. Well, Jana, thank you so much. This has been so fun and I've enjoyed talking to you. Thank if you. someone wants to work with you moving forward, um, how will they get in touch with you? Yeah. So if you want to start over on Instagram, I am present on Instagram. My handle is at naturally empowered living. And if you want to, I, I love starting with like a clarity call, you know, just to get our feet wet, get to know each other. If you go to naturallyempoweredliving.com forward slash products, I kind of have it all laid out like in a step-by-step format, like, you know, starting with a clarity call just to connect with me. I have a free email course there. And then it kind of goes down into some eBooks that I have and courses and, and coaching and things like that. But I would start definitely there at that naturallyempoweredliving.com forward slash products. Awesome. And I will include that in the show notes. So don't need, no need to frantically scribble it down. It will be in the show notes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Denna. I've enjoyed our conversation until next time, friends. Thanks for listening. Can you do me a favor? If you've enjoyed these episodes, can you just take a few seconds to leave a review? It really does help to get the word out about the podcast. I truly appreciate it. 